a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. Use weapons that level entire area. Scarier than Have you seen Pete the Planner TV yet? I hope so. Go to PeteThePlanner.tv. You can actually watch this episode uh, on some sort of screen. LED, plasma, the other kinds. Computer screen, mobile devices. Hey, we're talking to Bernard today. I like Bernard's situation. He, uh, a couple years ago, wasn't so great. He was still finishing up school. Now he plays all these musical interest instruments and things. And uh, he's trying to build a nice uh, financial life for his family, he and uh, his wife. So uh, some interesting logic going on, though. <laughs> you'll, you'll hear it. Uh, interesting justification around uh, purchases. We all do it. It's just weird to hear someone else's, right? So uh, go to PeteThePlanner.tv, watch this episode, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and uh, enjoy this show. Oh, one last self-serving thing. (laughs) Go to iTunes. Rate us five stars, if that's the most. It could be nine. I don't count. Count all, all the stars, click it, and then say, man, this show's amazing. Amazing. My son, when he says uh, words that end in I-N-G, he drops a G. And so he would say, this is amazing. Right? So, the Pete the Planner Show, it's amazing. From Ted Dunn. Thanks, everybody. Here's Bernard. Stop what you're doing! And hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Question the right of any man. The voice his opinion as strongly as any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in. Camouflaged by the scenery, but I'm a champion. Revamp the camp again. Put down the stamp again. Talk to my fans again. Renew my hey, it's the million dollar plan. I am Pizza Planner. You're watching us here on PeteThePlanner.tv or you are listening to us on podcast or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast. Today, we talked to Bernard. He lives in the Iowa area of the country. <laughs> it's also called a state. Uh, if you want to be on the show, by the way, PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Be on the show, be on the TV show and the podcast and all the things in between. I'm excited to uh, hear about Bernard's life. I've been looking over the details. He's 33 and we welcome him to the program now, Bernard. Hello, my friend. Hello, Pete. Yeah, when I think of Bernard, I think of uh, Bernard King, a former basketball player. Were you inspired by him to choose your fake name? No, actually, it's uh, Vince Vaughn's character from the movie Old School. I think oh, his name yeah. is Bernard. I think that's where I found it. So. Well, this portion of the program brought to you by Speaker City. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, Bernard, what are we doing here? You are 33 years old, Bree. Let's uh, let's take a look at what Bernard's got going. You're 33 years old. You've got a gross annual income of $100,000. Who's involved in earning that income? Uh, my wife and I both. We're both school teachers. Okay, so you're school teachers. So are you, are you playing hooky right now? Like, how's this happening? Um, I'm out running errands. I have kind of a flexible afternoon schedule because of my position. So 
Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of out running errands and just kind of made this work and fit into my schedule. My senior year in high school, I, I had this arrangement uh, where I just would go out and run errands during the day. Some call it truancy, uh, but it worked for <laughs> me, and uh, I got a job eventually. You got $6,000 in net monthly income. Long-term savings are looking pretty good at 127000 bucks. How did you get that much money set aside for the long term? Um, my wife and I are both public school teachers now, but before we were both in the private school uh, for seven or eight years, and so our retirement savings at that time all was through a employee um, 401k. Okay. And so after we left that, we just held on to those and enrolled them into traditional IRAs. And so that's where the majority of that comes from. And then the remainder of the savings um, basically comes from, you know, kind of scraping together here and there and then some Christmas money. Okay. And you're putting quite a bit away uh, each month towards retirement. Now, as we, as we sort of work down the rest of your situation, not only do you have quite a bit of student loans still at 26000 well, actually, all things told, uh, Bernard, as you know, that's not really that much. That's the sad nature of student loans at 26000 <laughs> yeah. But then it's some of your other debts are there. You've got forty, almost $4,300 in credit card debt at 0% interest. You got no medical bills. What's this other debt? The thirty-three thousand. That's your car, huh? Yeah, um, we decided to have a second child, oh. and I didn't like my wife's car very much. And so, for her birthday about two years ago uh, or so, I got her a, a, a nice minivan. I know you're not a fan of the minivan, Look, but uh, here to judge. I do love it. <laughs> Wait, help me understand this. You're the give his wife a car guy for her birthday. Like that's your that's your shtick. Yeah, I mean, my wife is really good at giving gifts, and I'm usually pretty bad at it. So I kind of needed one to uh, give me some time to uh, give some more bad gifts. So, so what you? Wait a second. Let's recreate this scene, okay? You're you, you're you, and I'll be Mrs. Bernard. Okay, so come home and, and kind of lay it on me. What do you got? So the way I did this was I picked the car up at night before her birthday. I met a guy in a parking lot, very sketchy, and uh, got the car and then brought it home, put it in our driveway. And then the next morning, I just uh, put the new key in her purse and just let her come out and discover it when she left for school. Okay, so this is, I'm reenacting, uh, Mrs. Bernard <laughs> reaching into my purse, which I'll be honest, is not that unusual. My purse is sitting right over there in the studio. Uh, and uh, I'm walking onto the driveway, and here, here's my reaction. Oh my gosh, it's $30,000 in debt. <laughs> did, did she, is that what she did? Like, did she, like, Thanks, you got me. You got me thirty grand in debt. You son of a. <laughs> not not exactly. No. She trusts me pretty well to make sure that any sort of big financial things like that. She she trusts me to make sure I don't do anything too crazy. So if you uh, yeah, <laughs> and making sure that the monthly payments were within our budget and everything else. All right. So, uh, what is your financial life on the the upswing? The 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 downswing? Is it stay? Where are we at? What are you doing? What's happening? Well, I think right now I feel like it's for kind of the first time in my life because when my wife and I taught in the private schools, we didn't make a lot of money, and so it was very much paycheck-to-paycheck kind of a situation. And then I left uh, school teaching and went back to grad school for two years, and that's where the student loan debt came from. And so at that time, uh, I was actually living in a different town from my wife. So we had our mortgage payment at our previous town plus my rent payment. And so that's where the student loan debt came from, essentially was having to live in two places at once. You're like a real estate mogul. Did I read somewhere that you're a music teacher? Like, are you a flautist? Like, what's happening? What? <laughs> I'm, no? a, I'm a high school band director. So do you have to know how to play all the instruments? Yeah, yeah, some better than others. I, but, um, I yeah, was, that's part of the training. The piccolo seems like a good time. No? Uh, 
it's challenging. <laughs> it's not like, my strength for sure. Yeah. What's your what is yours? When it comes to musical strength, what is yours, Bernard? What what is, what is your best instrument? Uh, trumpet is what I grew up playing. French horn seems sort of perverted. You got to like jam your hand like in the, the horn, right? That seems like just a really cr- weird way to interact with a, an instrument. It's it's a little invasive, yeah. How do how do we get how do we get here? Um, so so things are stabilized because you're you're no longer a real estate mogul. You have one property instead of two. Over right. the the short term, let's look at it this way: the short term of your financial life. How are things looking? I feel good about this right now. For the first time in our adult lives, basically, we have a, a stable savings account that we can contribute to every month. Um, we don't have necessarily a separate emergency fund, but I have enough in savings right now that I'm I'm not so concerned that if the water heater goes out or we need new tires or something like that, that it's a financial disaster for the family. Yeah. And, and, and when, I, when I think about this, I, your short term seems stabilized. Your long term, let's, let's, get, let's get there. You've got $127,000 set away. You're putting $1,300 away a month. And I, I'm assuming those are not only your contributions, but some sort of match or contribution by the schools? Yeah. Uh, in, in the state where I live in Iowa, we have a state-sponsored uh, pension fund, basically. And so, and, which contributes to a pretty good long-term stability plan. You, I've got your million-dollar day at uh, June sixteenth, twenty thirty-three. June sixteenth, twenty thirty-three. I think that would make you fifty years old. Did you think you were going to be a millionaire when you were fifty? Uh, not a couple years ago, for sure. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, that sounds good. Million. And let's 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 take that further. If you keep doing what you're doing. At age 67, which uh, for you is considered full retirement age, you're at uh, $4.67 million if you keep doing exactly what you're doing until 67. Now, now, here's the challenge with this, and let's just be honest. Bernard, if you're a school teacher, you're probably not working until you're 67. you got to get the heck out of there. <laughs> yeah, my, my plan right now, I'll, I'll be eligible for full benefits um, around the age 63. So 63, let's, let me switch that up for you then. Here, let me, I'm going on the fly here on uh, the Pete the Planner uh, supercomputer. So that's four years uh, sooner here. We'll take a look. Uh, 31. Here we go. And your million dollar day or your your million dollar amount at retirement is $3.6 million. We got you a $3.6 million in retirement, which equals eight. Uh, $1,400 a month in retirement income, but it will feel like $3,900 a month after inflation is figured in, okay? So you're roughly looking at $4,000 a month of income right now in retirement. Could you live on that? Um, you know, assuming the house is paid off, it would be easier, but I'd like to get a little cushier. I mean, we, we would like to enjoy retirement and, and do some traveling and, and you know, kind of lived with big life a little bit more than we are now. Um, it is worth so noting, yeah, though. Yeah, Social Security. I did not factor in Social Security for you and, and your wife. I assume both of you are eligible. There's nothing crazy going on in Iowa with Social Security. Uh, you, you, you are contributing, and you will have it, yes. correct? Yeah. I guess the challenge there, though, as it is for anyone, I mean, you are a young man. Uh, the likelihood, it's, it's worth noting, is, the, is there a likelihood that Social Security will be available to you at age 63 in the amount that you would want to take when you retire. And I would argue probably not. I don't think you're going to have access based on your age until age 70. 
the rules don't say that now, but I think we're heading that way with the, with the insecurity and social security trust fund. Um, but all in all, long term's looking okay. How's the midterm? What, what do you have going on? You got, you got two kids, right? Yeah, we have two kids, and right now a big part of our expenses is child care. We spend about $1,300 a month on child care because um, they're both in either daycare or preschool. Okay. And so at the end of May this year, one of them will be out of child care in an elementary school and public school. So that will help out a lot for that. Um, um, the other thing mid mid to, midterm right now is just figuring out the best, most efficient way to pay down the debts that we have. Um, when I went through my undergrad degree, I didn't have any student loans. I got out with any student loans. And so having this student loan amount is, is really irritating for me. And so I'm trying to figure out the best way to really tackle that debt. Are you saving any money into your savings account right now? Right now, um, just about $100 a month because we're kind of treading water right now until we have one of our kids out of daycare, basically. Yeah, that's what I was going to uh, guess. How old your youngest? They're pretty young, right? Uh, about two months. Okay, so you got some time. <laughs> so you're going to be running on, running on that good old-fashioned treadmill here for about five years. Uh, yeah. Four and a half to five years. I feel like after we get the first son out of daycare, that will help significantly because he's his daycare right now is about $620 a month. So that, you know, starting about June, that money should be freed up. Have you thought about him getting a job? <laughs> I uh, I like to give him job applications on his birthday every year, but he doesn't seem to fill them out very well. Oh man, the kids today! What what generation is that? Z or what are the what are our kids? Like my kids are similar age. Like they're what are they? They're not millennial. What are they? They're something. I, I don't even know. I, I think they're running out of letters. So they don't know what to name anybody anymore. I'm still dis- disturbed by the imagery uh, that I presented with the French horn earlier. I wish I hadn't <laughs> said that. Um, so, okay, so your situation from from the last few years, you've created some stability. There was not scary times, but it was pretty uncomfortable, right, for a couple of years? Yeah, it was tough. And and my wife's parents and my parents, if, if things had gotten really terrible, they would have helped us out. But I take a lot of pride in being financially independent from my family as much as possible. And, and so it was kind of a... Um, a point of pride to do as much as we could on our own. Are your $26,000 in student loans, are they eligible for student loan forgiveness because of public service or not? No, no. My uh, music is not a, a subject that gets uh, loan forgiveness, <laughs> unfortunately. Are you kidding me? Wait a second. No, you, oh, my yeah. gosh. I'm going to get mad with you here. Okay, so let me, let me, <laughs> let me get people up to speed here. Uh, there is a thing called a uh, public service student loan forgiveness. The teachers and, and people that serve the community specifically can take advantage. They make their payments, income-based payments for 10 years. And then after those 10 years, what they can do is then have the rest of their loans forgiven because they serve the public. What you're suggesting to me, Bernard, is that music, although you teach just like someone teaches social studies down the hall from you, their loans could be forgiven, but yours cannot because you teach music. Right. Yeah, it's because I don't have a big standardized test uh, that goes with my subject, I think. Good gosh. Good gosh. <laughs> Man, that's, I mean, look, I'm not salt and wounds. I am salt and wounds. That's insulting, no? Yeah, it's, you know, it kind of makes you feel like a second-class citizen amongst your uh, amongst your teaching peers, although they don't ever treat me that way, so it doesn't matter. But, do you, man, yeah, music do you, is not considered a high-need area. Do you have bad uh, band teacher jokes? Like I, my middle school band teacher was the king of dad jokes. Do you offer a lot of oh, those to your students? 
Yeah, I think it's part of the uh, rite of passage of becoming a, a band director is you have to have some just terrible jokes that make the kids groan. Do you have a whistle? I remember my high school band director, John Marshall, uh, had, a, had a whistle that you would walk around with. Oh, yeah, we use that for marching band and then also pet band, and if the kids get really crazy. Do you wear sequins outfits when the kids are in the marching band situation, or do you just wear uh, civilian no, no clothes? No sequins. Sometimes, sometimes the color guard, the girls do swim flags. Sometimes they'll, they'll uh, put on some sequins, but that's about it. Does the color guard, are you in charge of them too, the color guard? No, we hire an instructor to, to take care of that for us. Do they still twirl the fake rifles? Uh, they do. Ours do not, but other schools do. What's the point of that? Someone's going to shoot their eye out. I mean, it's just not healthy gun safety. Uh, to twirl a, a wooden fake rifle around and throw it in the air. I mean, who, who, what are we doing? Does that even make sense? Maybe that could be our marching band. So next year is like celebrating the Second Amendment or something like that. We could get all the girls' rifles. I, got, I had a girlfriend in, in high school that was in Color Guard, and I remember having this conversation with her about, like, gun safety. <laughs> And, and I think we broke up after that conversation. She did not appreciate my perspective, which very few people do. So, you know, your situation is weird. It truly is a treadmill situation, Bernard. You've got, you had a treadmill situation for two years, and then it stabilized. It sort of ratcheted up, and it's plateauing. And it seems like it's going to be that every couple years now for the next five years. Yeah, I think so. That's, that's kind of how we feel, too. And, and the other thing I, I have a question about is I do have a stock portfolio that could pay off all of my student loans if I if I sold it. But I've also kind of held on to that portfolio for a while as, as if like an, a dire emergency kind of a fund. Like if everything goes really terrible, this is what could bail us out. So I'm not sure what to do with that either. Oh, man. You know what? There's a technical answer and there's a practical answer, and I think you're probably swimming between the two. What are your student loan interest rates? Do you happen to know? Yeah, I have two loans. One is 5.16 and one is 5.96. Oh, man. The two numbers that really make this an even more difficult decision. <laughs> oh, okay, so here's how you typically make these sorts of decisions. You you match up the interest rate you're paying versus the rate of return you're getting on the, a stock portfolio or an investment. So we're looking at a five-point and change uh, interest rate you're paying. What do you, how is your stock portfolio doing? I mean, weird question. I don't usually get into these things on this show, but how's it doing? It's it's good right now, but I feel like it's kind of maxed out for where it's going to go for the moment. Okay. Um, these stocks were gifts from my grandfather for, for Christmas. Basically, instead of Christmas money, he would give his grandchildren stocks because sure. it was what he was really good at. And so I've had these for anywhere from 10 to 15 years. And so percentage-wise, I'm way up on all of them. Yeah. And, but over the last, you know, they got a little bump after the election, and now they've kind of settled down a little bit in the last couple of weeks, and you know, who knows what will happen over the next couple of years. So I do feel like if, I feel like if I sold them today, I'd have to pay capital gains on, on all of them, and I've kind of calculated what that would be, and I would still come out profit-wise from the sale a little over 30000 oh. By the way, my phone just rang during the segment and I had to quiet it. I don't even know who it was, which is very unprofessional. Um, and people saw that watching on Pete, the planner TV. Um, oh man, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. And so uh, clearly you haven't done it so far. And so that's your, you, you, <laughs> so you'd have to sell $30,000 worth to pay off the 26. Yeah. And that would pay off the student loans. And it would also pay off the majority of the credit card debt too. What are you paying on the credit card a month right now? Uh, 
and you're paying three thirty seven on student loans, so you're talking four hundred and fifty bucks a month that cash flow that you would free up. And actually, it's another hundred because I pay an extra hundred every month on the student loan, so it's it'd be an extra hundred uh, on top of that. Five fifty. So it would take you. I mean, you're talking uh, five years to recoup. Hmm, man, that's tempting. Here, there, there's a way to think about this too. If, if, and I don't want to get into crystal ball stuff. This actually, this there's a pig on my desk here, and well, he's the crystal pig, but he's actually made of copper. But I just rubbed him anyway, and now he's tarnished. Um, if you were to rub a crystal pig, uh, copper pig ball, then you could say, well, if the market's going down, potentially what I could do is I could sell my investments because then there's no way in a falling market, my investments are going to outperform the 5% I'm paying on the debt. Right. But what you struggle with again is the stability. Now you've got $12,700 in your savings account, right? Yes. And that has nothing to do with your stock portfolio. Correct. Yeah. It's all just savings in the bank. Man. Okay. I'm getting sweaty. Um, could be the studio lights. Uh, so, if you had $550 a month of freed up cash flow, can we have a really honest conversation? What would you do with it? Don't, don't lie to me. Like, what would you do? Well, I've, I've thought about this and either putting that toward the car loan and paying that off much faster than I would, would have been able to. Or the other thing is my sons both have 529 plans that we opened up when they were born, but we don't contribute regularly to them. Yeah. And so that is the other thing we've thought about doing is putting in regular contributions into the 529. Yeah, I mean cuz frankly, let's 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 fast forward uh 18 years and your youngest is in college and you need money to pay for college, you, you would just kind of take it out of the stock fund anyway if it still existed. You'd be forced to, frankly. Yeah. So, yeah. at least you're getting some tax advantage doing it this way. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, this is this is tough. I, I'm going to give you my opinion, and it's really easy to disagree with this opinion, not only you, but people watching this and other financial experts. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think I would actually, given that we've been on such a long bull run, a, such a, an escalating market that, that just keeps going up and up and up and up. Uh, Bernard, what's, what's the old saying? What goes up? Let's come down. And I feel like if you can get ahead of that... You, you sort of save the bacon, so to speak. I, I would encourage you to, I'm just going to say, I would encourage you to sell the stock and pay off the debt. I mean, from a, from a straight interest perspective, it's the safer bet. And if you trust yourself and you are disciplined, that 550 a month can go a long way. I think that's what I would do. That's kind of how I've been feeling too. And, and, uh, and I've been willing to talk to you to kind of pull the trigger on that. So I'm, I've, I've been leaning toward that for about three or four weeks now, especially. So, yeah, it's definitely an adult good. decision. I mean, it's not a fun to oh, hey, Grandpa gave me this $30,000 in stocks. <laughs> Dude, what, if, what are the chances that he was like, what do you want for Christmas this year? And you were like, oh, I could use some socks. And he misheard yeah. you because he's elderly and bought you stocks. Like, what a <laughs> fortuitous turn of events, no? Yeah, yeah. He he always played this game and, and um, his entire life. And, and, yeah, every year this is what we got. And it, it's helped him me and my family just along the way anytime we needed money for, for anything extra, basically. My, uh, I always reference here on this show, uh, I mean, maybe I haven't yet, um, I've got a Pringles can on my shelf behind me that my grandpa gave me, uh, my grandma gave me when my grandpa passed away. It's the bank that I learned to save money with. When I was a kid in the early 1980s, this is where he put his pocket change, so I have that Pringles can on 
and I've got his change in it. But that same grandpa for Christmas got one year uh, boxing gloves for all the cousins, and then all the uncles <laughs> watched the cousins beat the tar out of each other on Christmas morning, and all the moms were crying. That really is the gift that keeps on giving. It does. So now at get-togethers, I, I, you can go up to your cousin and be like, I pummeled you. And then my cousin's like, <laughs> you were nine years older than me. I was two. And I'm like, you shut your mouth or I'll do it again. Right? <laughs> but he's 6'6 six, six now, and I'm, I'm not. So what else, Bernard? What, what else is going on in your financial life? I, I feel like it's not beautiful, but it's good. And there's complexity, and you're, you're going to have to make this tough stock decision. What, what other things are you wrestling with? So if I, if I take that money, that $450 a month or $550 a month, would you suggest then putting some into retirement and some into 529s for my son? And then I have a follow-up question if I can answer it first, or ask it first. I've also heard that Wait, your follow-up question is going first? Isn't that right. a, yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know <laughs> how you do a band director. What do you play the songs yeah. backwards now? It's like a Beatles yeah. album. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Paul is dead. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> if, if I open up a Roth IRA, can I also pull money from that to pay for my son's college education? Yeah. So the, probably the best thing to do with joint to, to, to fund both a 529 plan. I'm not confident in Iowa's tax structure. I'm pretty... Did they do have tax advantages with Iowa's 529 plan? No? Do you happen to know? Yeah, I think it's, I think because my wife and I filed jointly, I think it's 6,500 is the limit we can contribute each year. All right. So that's not the limit. That, that, that has to do really with a tax benefit caps out at 6,500 is likely okay. what you mean. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So I would do that. I would consider going half into a 529 and then half into a Roth. A Roth is just a beautiful instrument. It's so flexible. You can use it for uh, retirement. You can use it for early retirement with what's called a Roth ladder. You can use it for uh, college. Um, so, yeah, that's actually a really good plan uh, to get the tax benefits of the um, the Iowa plan, pump a little bit more money into that plan. It's almost in Indiana where I live, you put $5,000 in, you get a $1,000 tax credit. So essentially for a $5,000 deposit, you can put $6,000 in, which is pretty awesome. Um, so you leverage yeah. that extra thousand bucks. So, yeah, I mean, a, a sort of a 50-50 split or some combination of the two into a Roth and a 529 is a great plan for you. Okay. And then the other thing that I don't know how to figure out, we talked about this a little bit at the top, but um, as far as making sure that I have enough for retirement, having the pension that I do, um, I'm just not sure exactly how to figure out if I have enough saved up or if I'm saving enough month to month because the payout of my pension is a roughly um, about two-thirds of my highest three years of earnings. Sure. That's how my pension works. So at the time of retirement, my pension should pay out for me based on about 2% raises each year, um, should pay out around $5,000 and my wife should pay about half that. You seem so, to be on track. I just okay. think you, what you're going to have to do is, and that's the whole one of the parts of this conversation is, uh, if you don't fund college to a certain degree, it will come around and whip you in retirement because then you'll have parent plus loans. You you just will. Okay. So it's you're sort of dar okay. darned if you do, darned if you don't, and 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 that's why, um, the Roth is an interesting instrument for you, right? Because it can sort of fund both. It gives you some flexibility. Doesn't hurt you in financial aid talks when you get there. So you are on track for retirement, and I think you're just going to, A, when you get pay increases, 
You're going to have to make sure that you increase by at least 1% contribution every year. And if you do that, you should be fine. I, I like the way things are looking for you. We do have to realize that your million dollar day shifts and your retirement day shifts, if you pull that $30,000 out to pay off the student loans. So the way you're going to make that up is by increasing contributions to them by 1% a year if, as you get pay increases. Do Iowa school teachers get good pay increases? Because I know in different parts of the country, sometimes they get nothing. Um, it kind of depends on who controls the state legislature. Yeah. So when Republicans are in charge, generally no. And when Democrats are in charge, generally it's a little bit better. But somewhere, usually our pay raises will be somewhere between 2 and 4%. Um, and so that's I kind of used 2% as, uh, to, just to play safe. All right. Any other questions I can answer for you before I send you on your, your merry way? I don't think so. Um, my plan for the child care money once my son is out of child care is just to basically maybe take that and roll it into his 529. That way we kind of avoid just absorbing that. And it still kind of goes essentially to him. Is, do you think that's a, a wise way to do that? Yeah, I mean, or, or start a Roth for the other person in your household, right? I mean, your, your wife okay. can do one, you can do one. Anytime you go sort of 529 and Roth combination play, it's going to work pretty well, especially for someone in your situation where, you know, you're trying to fund retirement, you're trying to fund... Uh, you're trying to fund college, and it's um, that's just the nature of being a parent in your younger 30s with two young kids today. I mean, you were you're living that American dream, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, before I let you go, think- speaking of the American dream, do you have life insurance? Yes. Um, what do you have? You know, I always my, ask this. Yeah, my wife and I each have um, two hundred fifty thousand dollars term policy, and then I also have. A small policy from the school district. I think it's twenty five thousand, and I think my wife also does from her school district. But I'm not sure what it is. Probably. Uh, do you have a will? No. We Bernard, don't. Bernard, what are my, we doing? Things wife, are going so well. I know. My wife and I talk about every two weeks. We're like, hey, we need to get the will figured out, and it's like, yeah, we really do, and then we we just don't do it. All right, Bernard. First of all, your life insurance is a little less than adequate. I mean, you you probably okay. should have five hundred each. I mean, okay. if, if you got a brand new $500,000 term life policy for, this sounds like a commercial, uh, for a 20-year term policy, that would be ideal. Like if you switch from whatever you have now, uh, replace it with 500000 20-year term. Um, that's what okay. I would do each. And then I would get your will done. I mean, you're a responsible guy. I mean, like here, here's what could happen. If you have no will, who gets the instruments? Like, who gets all your instruments? Like, are you not concerned about who's handling your French horn? <laughs> well, for me, it'd be my trumpets and, and things like that. But, yeah. Yeah. But come on, man. Do that. All right. I'll get a will. You just went down one point. Minus one. <laughs> <laughs> Minus one. All right. Uh, thank you. Please give, keep us updated. I, I want to know what's going on. Change your life insurance. Sell your stock and, and, and pay off the student loans and the credit card. Don't. How do you get the credit card debt? I, I keep trying to leave, but now I'm, I want to know. How do you get the credit card debt? Oh, uh, when my wife and I moved into a, a new house uh, last year, we had furniture from like our undergrad college yeah. days, so yeah. it was in terrible shape. And so we took advantage of a Memorial Day sale and bought new furniture. You'll always remember that. I love how yep. you match going into debt up with holidays. You're like, honey, it's your birthday. Let's borrow 30 grand. And you're like, hey, it's Memorial Day. Let's remember those that died to, to protect our freedom and go $4,000 into debt. <laughs> what do you do for Christmas? Do you just like get a mortgage? Like, I've never met anyone that matches up holidays 
with going into debt quite like you do? Uh, I like to keep things festive. You know, there always, always needs to be a reason for something. So. All right. Well, anyway, best of luck to you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah, thank you, Pete. No, my pleasure. All right. If you want to be on the million dollar plan, I encourage you to do so. Go to PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Watch this episode on PeteThePlanner.tv. I will see you next time. I'm Pete The Planner. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money right, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET. Word to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Salutations, I grade you love trying regions from a far away land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home. Filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol. Stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed. Glide with ease, creating a breeze. They call a black hole, event horizon. No rear view concerns. This I adjourn. This I adjourn. Salutations. I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations. How you doing? And is that how y'all say it?